America. Michael, you're listening to The Michael Dresser Show. Ann Sarkeesian with us, the author of Toxic Staple, How Gluten May Be Wrecking Your Health. Uh, she's an advocate for, for celiac disease and gluten intolerance awareness. She spent seven years researching literature, interviewing patients, interacting with uh, leading medical professionals around the world. She's a graduate of the University of New Hampshire and taught elementary school before leaving the teaching profession to raise her family. And hi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. Glad to be here. Oh, and thank you so much for being here. Let's start and create a base, and let's talk about celiac disease to begin with. What is that? Well, celiac disease is an autoimmune disease, and if you are sensitive to gluten and you have certain genes, um, you may or may not develop celiac disease. Some of it, it, it all revolves around gluten. Gluten is not a nice protein, and it is one of the proteins in wheat, rye, and barley. And there are other grains also that bother celiacs, but some of them are Lesser known. Okay, let's go back to celiac. Roughly, let, let, let me hold you up. Let's go. Let's go step by step because uh, I would venture to guess that most people out there have no idea what celiac is. And in addition to this, we keep seeing this gluten-free. So let's find out what it truly, really means. So let's start with a base of a definition. Now, celiac. Okay, it's autoimmune. But what are some of the symptoms? How would I know that I had celiac? Well, there are over three hundred um, symptoms signs, and diseases linked to this nasty thing. Mm. So you can mention just about anything, and I probably have a little (laughs) bit of research on it in my book. Okay, so... Um, Such things... Go ahead, go ahead. uh, uh, Well, as fatigue, um, anemia, osteoporosis, migraines, all kinds of skin issues, um, numerous intestinal issues, organ issues, it, it can affect any part of your body at any age, and different family members can be affected by different symptoms and signs. So it's, it's pretty insidious, and there's still huge unawareness out there because it doesn't appear that anybody's really educating our doctors. Now, does gluten trigger it? So, yes, it does. Okay. Because we, yeah, we keep seeing all these labels. Certain genes. Yeah, gluten-free. So that's a good thing to, to look for. Well, it is if you're having issues, but, you know, I always suggest that people get tested. I think it's really important to see that you are sensitive to gluten or have celiac disease, Um, and that way you'll pay more attention to it because in the long run, over time, Michael, there's huge illness linked to this, and now there is research connecting it to, um, oh, some a lot of neurological issues. Dementia, yeah, memory I, issues. I've noticed something interesting. I'm, uh, I, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, but if you take my coffee away from me in the morning, I'm a madman. Okay. So in the mornings, <laughs> I, I usually, I will always, and I have for years and years, I'd get half and a half. Now, I've noticed recently that there are some of the half and half, which I've switched over to, that says gluten-free. So even in those cases, if you look, you can find it. Well, you know, I think probably people are jumping on the bandwagon. I just, I can't remember what I just saw recently, but it said gluten-free, and it's naturally gluten-free, you know. So your creamer is probably gluten-free to begin with. I think they're just capitalizing. Ah. So the one that that doesn't say gluten-free could be gluten-free. It could be, yeah. 
And you, and you can tell. You have to become a big label reader and uh, look for certain words. And the key word is wheat, <laughs> rye or barley. Yeah. And I don't buy any regular oats because all the oats in this country are contaminated with wheat. Well, okay, when we say oat, what about uh, like oatmeal? Is that contaminated with wheat also? Well, not if you get it from Montana or British Columbia where there are no wheat fields. And that's oh. where my oats come from. Uh-huh. But, of course, I have to pay a little bit more, yeah. you know, because they do test them and they are gluten-free. So they're naturally gluten-free, but it's just a matter of contamination as to where they're grown and how they're stored and all that. Well, that's better than the $100,000 you'd have to spend at the doctor's office. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got that. It's a great trade. I mean, people spend a fortune on over-the-counter drugs for their migraines and, uh, you know, tummy aches and getting sick all the time every time you come down with a cold. I mean, I haven't had a cold for 10 years. Hmm. Now, okay. I am in the best of health for my ripe age. Okay. Now, uh, by the way, um, age is nothing more than a state of mind. Yes, I think I agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. <Okay. laughs> well, mostly, you know, some people at my age are in pretty decrepit condition, so. Yeah, no, I got it. I know, loud and clear. Okay, let me, let me put it this way to you. I graduated high school in 1960. Are we, uh, are we talking the same language here? Uh, 60, yes, exactly. Aha, yeah. yes. I knew it. See, I knew to listen to you because anybody brought up in that era knows their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but, but seriously, when we talk about uh, gluten now, is there, uh, is there a test for it? If you went to the doctor's office, would you say to the doctor, test me for gluten? Uh, there, well, you know, if you ask to be tested, you're probably going to get one blood test, unless you happen to be at a big university research hospital. Um, one test is not enough. Too often it is negative and you still have uh, issues of illness. And so I talk about four tests um, and, and you can go to the support groups and check their websites out. Nobody is on the same page with this thing. And um, it's, it's really irritating. <laughs> and they're just not, uh, they're not doing enough tests to detect. You know, by the, let's put it this way. By the time you test positive on the one test that you might get, maybe two, uh, you have full-blown celiac disease. So basically, um, they're setting the bar very high, and so by the time you test whatever that level is, you've got full-blown celiac disease, and you are very compromised, possibly mm. on a lot of different levels. Wow. So there are a number of tests, and uh, there's a doctor that does a stool test that is far superior, I think, because my family, except for the grandkid who was so sick, my family was... Uh, all, they were all negative on the blood tests, and we were all positive on this particular stool test. And uh, it's a patented, specialized, all above-board approved test. And, no, no, does this come from the know, doctor's office? Life... Wait, does this come from the doctor's office? Does, does the test come from the doctor's office, <laughs> or can you get it individually? No, you can order it. There are very few doctors, um, hopefully more and more, are learning about this, but... Um, no, it's a, a website that you need to uh, track down. It's, I've got all the testing and information to back it up, uh, research and what have you, in, in my book, of course. Yeah. And they're all big, long names. So, 
And that and the book is Toxic Staple. I just want to make sure we get that. Right. Yes. And this this thing is huge, uh, Michael. It, it's really epidemic. You know, celiac is about one percent of the population. But if the bar is being set so high, um, there's actually a little bit of research saying that now they need to look at the lower numbers that people that are showing some antibodies uh, should, you know, they should take that into consideration and maybe get rid of gluten before they get so sick. Mm. But um, there's a long, long way to go. I mean, there's just huge illness linked to this. I mean, you could take 100 people that have arrhythmias and ask them if their doctor offered to test them for gluten issues. Hmm. Because there is research on some arrhythmias and atrial fib yeah. being linked to this. You know, realistically, with, with everything, all the research you've done, and you know, you're obviously doing people a favor when, uh, when you get out and you do this kind of information and you're spreading the word on it, why doesn't the doctor's office go through this? Why don't they recognize some of the signs to be able to work with it? Or are we dealing with the pharmaceutical industry again and money? Oh, yes. I think you hit it right on the head. You know, that's a big part of it, Mike. Um, And the other part is that, uh, you know, as far as the the yearly classes, CME courses that doctors have to take, there really is nothing out there. And, and the one course that is being put together by one of the universities, you know, I looked at their testing information on their website, and I thought, oh, great, they're not even teaching these doctors what I think, and I'm not a doctor, but I've been reading this stuff for far too long mm. and delving into it, and, um, you know, they're leaving out some important testing, so. I got, wait, I got Susie Greenman on the other side of the desk bouncing up and down throwing notes at me. She said, did, wait, Susie, did you have celiac? Emily has oh, oh, her, grand, her granddaughter has it. That's right. Now I remember. And, there were, and she was saying there's no symptoms. Yeah. Well, you can have no symptoms and have full-blown celiac disease. And with children, um, not growing is a sign. So if you have a kid that is just, you know, a peanut in his class, um, you might want to look into it. And that's what we had. And that's what we had. My granddaughter was not growing anymore, and that was the only symptom. Right. Right. I mean, you know, luckily she didn't have the stomach ache and a lot of the other stuff that goes with it. Right. But uh, the fact that you're not growing can be rather serious over time, and, and that all has to do with your pituitary gland, I believe. Right. I mean, and they started from that standpoint, and then with testing... They, in fact, they found out that her, no one else is going to know this, and I just got educated through my daughter, that TTG-IGA was well over 100. <laughs> and her last test, and this was back in May, and her last test yeah. was 10.3. So she's really making tremendous that's, that's progress. That's fabulous. Yes. That's fabulous, yep. And, and she needs to really take this very seriously for for the rest of her life. Yes. It's a, a, a diet that needs to be done 100%. I aim for zero gluten. Yes. And I do not cheat on gluten. And that's what she's it's doing, just, too. You know. Yes. Okay, now, guys. I've we, read too much. In this. We're, we're, we're just oh, about. Sorry. We're, yeah, we're, no, it's okay. I could have you on all night, but we're, our, uh, we're just about out of time. 
So let me ask you this. Is there a website we can find you at? Well, yes. Uh, my website is the name of the book, ToxicStaple.com, uh, and I have a blog. And, yeah, you can get the book from my website or from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's out as an e-book. It's... Um, what did I miss? I must have missed something. <laughs> no, this is good. No, and if anybody missed it, it'll be up on our website. And I want to thank you so much for being here. And this 1960 graduates, I saw the picture of you on the back of the book. You don't look more than 29. <laughs> <laughs> it's the diet. <laughs> it's the diet. Okay. And by the way, thank you so much for thank joining. Thank you so much. And best of health. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 